This is the Ram Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Morton. We're really excited to share today's episode, which is a collection of outtakes from our recent video interview with Marcus Evans. If you want to see the interview in its entirety, you can find it on our website at vcuramnation.com. The video interview is part of our Insider Collection, which is a subscription service we offer for premium content. We'll be updating Insider this year with more interviews, game highlights, and expert analysis prior to and after games. If you use our forums, Insider subscriptions also get you a nifty badge next to your username, as well as remove advertisements from your account while you use the forums. Insider subscriptions are only $4.99 a month or $50 a year. Okay, let's get on to the interview. Marcus Evans is approaching his final season as a VCU Ram. He enters the season averaging a team-leading 13.6 points, 3.2 assists, and 3.1 rebounds per game. He overcame two Achilles tendon surgeries to return to the court where he made all-conference in 2018-2019 season. He's now 100% recovered from those injuries, as well as a bone bruise injury in his knee, which he suffered during the Atlantic 10 tournament this past March against Rhode Island. Evans took some time out of his busy schedule to sit down with us for a chat. It felt like there was a particular moment early in the season last year where everything just kind of locked in for you. Mm. Um, do you, can you recall that moment and how do you think that happened? Um, I don't know if I would say it was a specific moment. I think, I think it was just kind of over time, um, you know, getting back on the court first off was, was the biggest challenge. And then, you know, back on the court, it was just, you know, my teammates were so great with it, just uh, continuing, you know, to keep my confidence up, you know, continuing to keep me involved in the game. Um, I know after the College of Charleston game, that was a moment in time in the season where we came together and we really, uh, we decided to lock in because the way we were playing early, we were just trying to beat teams with talent. And I think after the loss of College of Charleston, that's when we as a team came together and kind of locked in as, as the way we we're going to play the rest of the year. Was there a point when you felt like 100% recovered from your injury, injury in the offseason? Um, no, I, I don't think there was ever a point in the season where I felt I was 100%. Um, I just think it was at a point where I knew if I could contribute, um, you know, I could be on the court and, and help us win in any way I could. Uh, what, what are some of your takeaways from last season as you look to this season? Um, takeaways for last season is honestly that, I mean, there's no ceiling for us, I believe. Um, you know, going into the tournament, um, you know, take away some unfortunate things that happened, injury to Santos and me. Um, you know, we were on a, you know, what, 13 game winning streak, I believe, 12, 13 game winning streak, playing the best basketball. So, you know, I think if we come into this year with the same mindset we had last year where, you know, we're not worried about any of the rankings, we're not worried about anything else, it's just lock in, take it one game at a time. I think the sky's the limit for us. Yeah. and. Can you talk about that loss to Rhode Island and how that felt for you? Um, that loss was really tough. Um, you know, obviously, um, there was no way I could get back in the game, but, you know, going down like that and then just watching on the bench and, you know, it makes you feel like partly it's your fault, you know, maybe if and you, it goes over in your head, like maybe, you know, I go up different, you know, try to land different, um, different scenarios, but, um, you know, I think it's just one of those things where, um, 
you know, the basketball guys just weren't smiling on us that day. And, um, you know, we just have to take it as learning experience. Um, and I think we dwelled on that too much, and I think it carried on throughout the tournament for us, and it, and it affected us against the UCF game, too. That, that Rhode Island game got a little chippy at the end. Mm -hmm. um, does any of that carry forward into this season? Are you guys looking to, to get them back? Um, you know, Rhode Island and VCU has already been, you know, a, a pretty heated game each time they, each time we play them. So I think it's already a little bit of tension there. Um, you know, what happened last year is what happened last year. Um, me personally, um, I don't need anything else to help me, you know, get excited for a game after everything I've been through. I'm, I'm just happy to be on the court. So, um, you know, I think it'll be a competitive game regardless, and you'll see, you know, chippiness as it's been every time we play each other. But, um, no, I, I don't need any extra motivation to play them. Yeah. Um, I feel like there have been times last season where um, I noticed you kind of talking with the opposing team and stuff. And mm -hmm. um, how much of that communication is a part of your game? I mean, how much of it is about getting into the head of your opponent? Um, talking with the other team is, um, I think it, it, it just comes from us having fun, honestly. Um, you know, when, when you put the work in and, and you know, when, when everybody's, you know, bought in, everybody's playing hard and you're getting stops, um, you know, it's, it's okay to be excited. And, and you know, I, I think that's just guys having fun, guys talking, and, and it gets guys going on this team. I know a lot of guys, you know, that chippiness, that, you know, that rah-rah back and forth that gets guys going. So, I mean... As long as it's not detrimental to the team, you know, causing us text, um, you know, I, I think that's what we hang our hat on. You know, we, we like to be, you know, those broad street bullies. We want to bring that back. So, you know, I think that starts with, you know, letting the other team know, you know, we're here and for all 40 minutes we're going to play. You know, you've kind of dealt with injuries mm -hmm. for, a, for a while here. And what was the first thing that entered your mind last year when you fell down um, during the offseason? Um... During the off season, the first thing that went through my mind was just um, I tore it. You know, the the first time I tore my Achilles, I never had that feeling. So, you know, I, I knew it wasn't an ankle sprain because it was just the pain was just all in the back. But I knew something was wrong. The second time, I, I didn't even feel any pain. It was just straight anger. I, I knew exactly what I did. You know, and I actually walked off the court and walked to the back because, you know, I was just so mad. I, I didn't even feel any of the pain, and it was. Just remembering the process that I knew I had to go through, but um, like I said, the, with my coach and my teammates, you know, they, the moment it happened, you know, they, they were all texting me. And they never let me, you know, spend time alone and dwell on it. You know, they were with me every step of the way, you know, and, and made me really commit to, you know, getting back to being on the court. Yeah, that knee injury looked incredibly painful. Mm -hmm. um, was, was that the case? I mean, how did that compare? Yeah, the knee, um, when I went up, I think that was a combination of a lot of things. Um, one, you know, just coming off of two huge injuries like that, you know, the first thought in your mind is, is you know, how bad is this? And then, especially, I knew how my knee buckled. I knew that, you know, I landed with a straight leg and it buckled back, and I knew my leg wasn't supposed to have been that way. Yeah. So when I hit the ground and I felt the pain, I knew I couldn't walk on it. It was just immediately I was thinking, you know, I tear something was. You know what was it and 
you know, just thank God that, you know, it, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, and, you know, talking to our trainer probably should have been a lot worse, but, you know, I just thank God that it, it only was a bone bruise and I was at least able to get back on the court the next game. You've dealt with these injuries quite a bit. Um, what, what gets you through that time being on the sideline? Just knowing how hard you, you worked and how far you've come, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, this, this can't be how it ends. This can't be, you know, how the story ends. You know, it's gotta be something bigger, you know? And, and just always betting on myself, you know, no matter what, you know, anybody says, a doctor, even a doctor says, you know, how long it's supposed to take me to be back. I always, I'm always gonna bet on myself. So it's just a matter of just, you know, knowing if I can get back on the court, what I can do. And so it's just a matter of just getting to that point, you know, whatever they tell me I have to do to get back on the court to prove myself, is just do it. Just get to the point of getting on the court. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about the upcoming season a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, what part of your game have you been working on the most this summer? Um, you know, just continuing to be in a point guard, first of all. Um, uh, you know, obviously, I've been working on, you know, getting my body right because, um, you know, just for over a year, I haven't even been at full peak. So, you know, just getting with our strength and conditioning coaches, just trying to get my body right. But um, with the team that we have, you know, just continuing to know that I don't have to score the way I, I've had to in the past. You know, we have so many scores, and especially with the freshmen coming in. You know, it's more of me being a leader and more of me just making the right play. So um, just trying to learn that. And, you know, as any basketball player, you just continue to work on everything else, continue to work on your shooting and, and everything else you handles. But, you know, the main thing, like I said, just being a leader on this team and, and being a real point guard this year. Uh, is there a little bit of knowledge transfer going on with some of the freshmen? And if so, who are those guys that you're working closely with? Uh, absolutely. I mean, when the freshmen come in, it's, it's always knowledge. You know, it's kind of like they're an open book. They don't know anything. They haven't played a game in college. So, uh, you know, you just try to share as much as possible. But, um, you know, Bones is one of the guys, you know, I, I really talk to a lot. Um, yeah. He's got a chance to be the backup point guard for us this year. Um, you know, extremely talented. But, um, you know, he's young and he's got to learn you know, the little things, the principles of how we play defense here and, and how we run our offense. So it's just, you know, it's just talking to those guys, you know, they're great guys. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna be open to learn. They want to learn. They want to get better. So it's just a matter of um, just continuing to talk to them because guys like that, you know, there are going to be games where they win us games. You know, they hit a big shot and you know, make a big play down the stretch. And, you know, they just got to be ready for the moment. Um, so what are some of your goals um, for your final season with VCU? Uh, the first goal is a 10 conference championship. Um, you know, we had a goal last year of getting a championship and we got the regular season, but we left it short. So this year we want to run the table. You know, we want to have the regular season and we want to have the conference. Um, you know, this year we want to make it past the Sweet 16 as well. Um, we believe we have a team that, you know, we can compete with anybody in the country when we're healthy. And, you know, we want to make a real run in the tournament. And then personally, um, you know, I, I want the, the player of the year award. Um, you know, I, I've worked really hard and, you know, I believe that we have the best team and, you know, I'm just trying to be the best leader I can. And, you know, those type of awards, you know, they come or they don't, but um, just really winning the A-10 is, is the biggest goal for us. So the full schedule is released now. Mm -hmm. um, talk about what games you're most excited for this season. Uh, games I'm most excited for would be, uh, number one, obviously LSU. Um, you know, we all have that circle. Um, to the uh, tournament where, you know, we're with Purdue in there, you know, Tennessee um, and some other t teams, I believe uh, that should be a big tournament and a chance for us to really prove ourselves on the national stage. 
And then um, in conference, um, you know, we have Dayton scheduled. Um, you know, we have them circled. Obviously, you know, they're supposed to be one of the best in the league. And um, both times last year came down to the wire. Um, Davidson as well. And then, like you said, Rhode Island, uh, you know, just because, you know, our track record against them hasn't been what we liked it to be. So it's a chance for us to prove ourselves with them this year, too. A lot of, a lot of college basketball analysts are putting VCU in their preseason top 25. And by the end of this summer, maybe some won't. And mm -hmm. so I guess my question is, would you rather be ranked or unranked going into the season? Um, to be honest, I really don't care either way. Um, you know, from being here at VCU, you know, we've we've experienced, you know, being picked seventh and then end up winning the winning the league, you know. So, you know, analysts are gonna pick us here or they won't, you know. It, it's here or there, it's kinda how they feel every morning is is who's gonna get picked. So uh, at the end of the day, all we've known is just earn it on the court. So, to tell the truth, I really don't care where we're, where we're picked. Um, all I know is we have a great schedule, and if we do what we're supposed to on the court, the rankings will take care of themselves. They have no choice to put us up there. So, you know, whatever the preseason ranking is, I'm not even looking at it. I'm more looked at where we are at the end of March. Uh, well, actually, uh, what, what can we expect to be different about this year's team? Are there any, any things that are just obviously different? Um, I don't think it's going to be too big of a difference. Um, you know, I think the style of play, um, you have a lot of the core guys coming back. So uh, for the most part, we're going to see, you know, the same type of team out there, you know, um, fast pace, you know, get after it on defense. Um, but, you know, I just think you'll see us clean up a lot of things. You know, obviously we turn the ball over a lot more than we'd like to. Um, we didn't rebound as well as we'd like to. And I think those things we just tighten up on, you know, with guys being older, they're more experienced. So those things you'll see just continuing to increase. But like I said, I think we're gonna have the same style of play and the same type of output next year. Are there any guys on the team that you're particularly excited about that you've seen kind of turn a corner or anything like that? Um, absolutely. I mean, Santos has continued to work on his body. I mean, I think he's made a tremendous jump from his freshman year to his sophomore year. And, you know, he's done nothing but stay in the gym. Um, you know, Ivy and Dariante, uh, you know, I know they've been working with a chip on their shoulder all summer. Um, you know, they've continuously got snubbed um, Ivy, the best defender, honestly, in the A-10, um, not making an all-defensive team. And Dariante, you know, being on third team, knowing he should have been higher than that, you know, those guys have worked hard all summer, so I can't wait to see what they're going to do. And then Keyshawn Curry, I mean, you know, most people forgot about him, you know, being on the bench his freshman year, but he's done nothing but attack, you know, all the older guys, go at all the older guys all summer and really prove that, you know, he can help us on the court. So, um, you know, just down the line, everybody's continued to compete and get better. Are things any different with Daniel Roos being in the house now on the strength side? Um, a lot more energy coming from him, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, especially early in the morning. Uh, <laughs> you know, but the good thing about Roos is, um, you know, DB was, you know, he was his mentor. So a lot of the things that uh, DB did, um, you know, Roos kind of taught him. So a lot of things are similar. Um, you know, and, and he said himself, you know, he wasn't trying to come in and, you know, completely reinvent the wheel. You know, what we did work last year. So, you know, he's really just trying to, you know, you know, kind of keep the ship up, you know, keep guys managed, keep guys working, you know, get conditioning. Um, certain guys obviously gaining weight, but, you know, really just keep guys healthy for the season. So, um, you know, the transition has been pretty smooth with uh, Roos coming in, especially since, you know, like I said, they've been mentors. So they kind of have the same type of style. 
is there is there any kind of like shock for the young guys coming in and experiencing a program like this for the first time, like falling asleep at random times, <laughs> that, that kind of stuff? Absolutely. I mean, um, you catch them all the time. I mean, if you go after workout and you go to the locker room, you might see Bones or uh, you know Jaren or one of the freshmen sleep on the floor. Like, um, and it's tough, especially here. Like. You know, Coach Rhodes and, and Bruce, they don't work into, you know, getting you ready. It's the moment you're here, it's, it's everything's full go. And you either have to keep up or you fall behind. So, um, and it's tough. Uh, you never, you know, guys never had to work this hard, work this often before. Um, but, you know, eventually it becomes a standard. You know, you just get used to it. Uh, you have no choice but to figure it out. And, you know, the guys, they want to get better, like I said. They want, you know, they want to prove themselves. So, um, so they're working hard every day. And, you know, it's an adjustment for them. That's why, you know, as, as seniors, you just keep talking to them, you know, teaching them little things. But um, they're going to be just fine. You know, they, they, honestly, this class is a lot further than other classes I've seen before. So, uh, you know, I, I think they'll be just fine. I think, like I said, they'll help us win a lot of games this year. I think each year you get off of social media right before the season starts. Mm -hmm. Is that something you plan on doing this year? And if so, what are the advantages to that for you? Uh, yeah, I, I plan on getting on off social media uh, right before the season starts. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, when you have their phone and you have everything downloaded, it's, it's right there at the click of your finger. So um, it's kind of just blocking out the noise. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's good tweets, bad tweets, anything. You know, you, you just want to stay even killed throughout the season, you know, not get too high, not get too low. So, you know, whether you have a great game and, you know, everybody's praising you, you know, I, you don't want to read about it and, you know, get too excited. And whether you have, you know, it feels like the worst game you've ever had, you know, you don't need to read it either. So it's, it's just staying away from it and locking in on the goal at hand, which is just getting a championship. And then, you know, after you get the championship, then you can go through and, you know, read everything everybody has to say about you after the season. So I think Michael mentioned we had, you, had your dad on the podcast mm -hmm. last season. And, um, I mean, he's obviously a huge basketball fan. Yeah. He's a fan of yours. <laughs> Um, what is what does he mean to you in your life? You know, um, my dad has meant has meant the world to me. Honestly, um, he's been with me every step of the way. Uh, you know, from through the ups and downs of this. Um, you know, at times where it seemed you know nobody thought I was even supposed to play Division One. You know, to the time where you know, I was transferring, getting you know some of the top schools calling me. Um, and the biggest thing is he's really just kept me humble throughout the whole process. Um, you know, from an early age, you know, uh, really had, had me in church at an early age, just, you know, just really inst installed the things that I feel like has made me successful. Um, you know, and taught me never to give up, which is, I feel like what made me me and is the only reason I was able to come back from the injuries and everything. So um, the things that you just can't see that, that have made me me, that's, that's all my dad. Uh, those are the things that he has in him and that he made sure that I had in myself when I grew up. How much of it is about basketball versus how much is it about life with him? Um, it's all about life. I mean, the thing about it is, is the life lessons just, you know, you can equate right to basketball. It's, you know, the lessons he's teaching me are, are for me to be a man. You know, he tells me all the time, you know, whether I play basketball or not, that's, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, these things matter in life. And it's just the lessons that he teach me, I'm able to apply them to basketball. and and just make me a, you know, a complete man. So, um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm thankful to have a father in my life because not everybody can say that. Yeah. Um, but not only to have one, but to have one who's been so invested in me as well. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people 
say you were overlooked in high school and mm -hmm. weren't recruited that hard, but Coach Rhodes really believed in you. Mm -hmm. And how important has that relationship been for you? Um, that's been really important to me. I mean, honestly, that's the reason why I, I've stuck with him so long is because he was, you know, one of the only people that, you know, even when things went downhill, still believed, hey, you know, I have a college and, and even as a freshman, I want to give you the keys to this program. You know, not, no other coaches were saying that, you know, other coaches were saying, you know, yeah, we think you could be helpful here. And then, you know, some of the co top schools I had early in high school all, you know, went away, um, lost faith. But, you know, Rhodes, even then with all that still said, you know, you come here, you know, I think we can build a program around you. And, and he meant it. So, um, you know, once we were at Rice and we accomplished what we were able to accomplish there, even when the big schools did call, you know, I just felt, you know, loyalty was huge to me. And he showed me that loyalty and belief in me. So, you know, when I was realizing, you know, he was trying to come in BCU and rebuild that program as well. And not even rebuild it because they had such a great history, but just keep the standard up. You know, it was the same thing. It was like, you know, I felt like I owe him that loyalty as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. One second. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your dad was. He, he, he told me to ask you a question about. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, what was uh, it? Sorry. A rabbit? Cutting the lawn or something? He's childish. He's childish. He's childish. I don't know it's what he was trying to set it. you up with for that. It, was it wasn't a rabbit. It was like. It was too big to be a rabbit, and it, and it came out of nowhere. I, I, was, I was young, and I was cutting grass. So I'm like, and he knew about it already. That's why he told me to cut the grass. So when I went out, I, I left the lawnmower.